there's nothing worse than a staunch woman. S-T-A-U-N-C-H. Staunch. There's nothing worse, I'm telling you. That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm obsessed with that. Watch out with Helen Hall Library, a deep dive into classics, hidden gems, and new favorites all found in your library stacks. Hi, I'm Emery. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Meredith, and we're kicking off the podcast's second season in style with two National Film Registry and Criterion Collection documentaries, Grey Gardens from 1975 and Paris is Burning from 1990. Paris is Burning, 1990, directed by Jenny Livingston, starring Dorian Corey, Pepper LaBeja, Venus Extravaganza, and Willie Ninja. This acclaimed documentary follows multiple drag and trans leaders through the ball and voguing community in the late 1980s in New York City. Uh, we meet multiple characters who have all who all have different perspectives about the culture and the world of underground balls and the future of voguing. It's a look into a world that doesn't really exist anymore. Mm. Um, I feel like this is very, it's like very privileged of me. 70s, 80s New York is just like, if I could go back in time anywhere, I want to be in like New York when it's like this. You know, I've never been to New York, so I don't have an experience to compare it to, but I was like, they're walking everywhere. Yes, okay, walking everywhere, mm. but there is trash everywhere that they're walking. Oh, yeah. Trash. Was, they're not even like... So, New York like, in the 70s and 80s, it's like, you always see footage of like a TV in the Hudson or something yeah. like that, and like tugs yeah, and And like just the burnt down Bronx. Yes. And so, like, so dirty, much trash. The city dangerous. was like bankrupt. Yes. And, like, basically like trash. What, like everyone was on strike. Yes. There was no money. Like they, the city was kind of abandoned and mm-hmm. just, that's the new york i want like ta- i want to live in like taxi driver new york like i just the worse the better is what i would want. you feel any worries about your personal safety i think if you like mind your business a lot people and i mean yeah and you wouldn't just walk around with like jewels on or anything yeah or, but there were people who were just getting like people like going to get a bagel people working like working people. Well, yeah, that's why I say I'm like this getting pickpocketed on the subway and like that still happens. I, I know, know, but have you ever been pickpocketed? No, no. I mean, I've never felt unsafe in New York, but, but also this, this New, York, New York. Yeah, this New York is, is like an amusement not park. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've never felt unsafe, and and I've gone by myself, and I've yeah. gone only with women and. I'm just wondering, for me personally, mm. maybe if I was the age of these folks, like mm. maybe if I was in my, for the majority of these, because they're referred to repeatedly as children. If I were like 18, 19, 20, I don't feel 21, like they're children necessarily, though. They are I mean, very they're young. referred to as children, but like... Some of them are very young. And they kind of say, like... They One of them's like, I'm 13. Yes. I don't have a pit. Mom, I live on a couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If, I were, if I were very young, I think I would probably not be worried Mm. you know because there's yeah. like a feeling of like fearlessness like i'm minding myself like no, nothing's gonna but i also wonder like, like i wonder now that i'm not like very like um like i'm clumsy mm. and i can't like run away yeah i don't know i, I just, just like fall down i watch it. those old new york movies and i'm just like oh my god like, no i do it's too. like the wild west I just, yeah like i sure. would immediately get shot and killed but i love it i just like i watched the french connection and oh, then i was so well and then i was like I, like, literally looked at my mom and I was like, yeah, so I think I'm going to book my flight for their wedding. <laughs> and, I, and I was immediately like, Gene Hackman, hit me with your car. Yeah, like, right? So you know, They didn't have permits. Yeah. They could have yeah. killed people. Yeah. That's then I was watching, and I was like watching the Driller Killer. Oh, man. By Abel Ferrara. And then I was like, yeah, we're going to Harry Styles. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just ah, love it. Yeah. Love, I don't know. I just, yeah. And, like, I'm the same with Vegas. I want, like, Frank Sinatra. Same old Fremont Street Vegas, the new Vegas. It's like Prada, Gucci. We're an outside mall, basically. And I'm yeah. like, where's the mafia? Where's the danger? I <laughs> like that. What is that? Oh, my God. Every time I hear, like, Prada and Gucci together in a sentence, I think of that stupid, stupid song. Oh, Where she's like, like Gucci, Gucci, Fendi, Fendi. Wait, Gucci, Gucci, Louis, Louis, Fendi, Fendi, Prada. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> okay, I was going to have that song saying in my head all day now. Oh, no. It's Kreshawn. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, I don't know. I just so... I've, 
it was I loved watching this because it was like and it's a whole world I know nothing about so yeah. it's like I don't know. it seems though that a lot of the people so that's kind of like we were talking about some of the bell hooks critique and some of hers was a very like I guess in some ways like a traditionalist take on like the desires of capitalism these people mm-hmm. who are like they don't want to be they don't want to be Vegas showgirls they want to be the characters from Dynasty yeah they may they really want to have enjoyed the new Vegas or they want to be like Ivana Trump like they want to be like a rich white like literally Venus is like I, I want to be a rich white girl spoiled they get whatever rich they white want. girl yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah and then there's like um a voiceover showing all these like designer clothes yeah and whoever's speaking is like I want 28 houses yeah I want to, I, I want all the I don't know. It was like a voiceover and I don't know who it was saying it, but I thought that was really interesting that they, they want to be not just like, oh, I have a couple nice things and I live in a nicer area of New York. They, they They want it all. Yeah. Yeah, And I just thought that wasn't like, yeah, like capitalism. I mean, if you aim high. Yeah. Yeah. But like capitalism is like self-expression. Like, and I was like, hmm. Like, I don't know, I thought that was really interesting. Like, yeah, it's not, but but it is, right? Like, we, anymore, we define, we define a lot of ourselves about what we consume. Yeah. Whether we're paying for it or not. If I had known what I was watching before I was watching it, I would have gotten out of pen to take notes. Oh, okay. Because there was so much... To learn. Like, structure. Yeah. That, you know, I didn't realize was there. That there's, you know, rules. I think Mm -hmm. one of my favorite parts of that documentary was when, I don't know who it was, somebody was arguing with the MC about the coat that they were wearing. Mm -hmm. And this is like, a men's coat. He's like, the buttons are on the left side. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, I had no idea. That was, like, the best part for me. Because I always thought, like, I was... I thought going in, it was like, okay, they're going to be, like, drag balls and voguing, so, like, you're dressed in drag. But it's also, like, I'm a very effeminate queer man, so I'm going to dress like a construction worker, and yes. I have to convince you that I am a construction worker. Right. And because I was like, drag oh. is all kinds of different Yeah, and I'm going to dress performances. Yes. as a military man. That. Yes. And well, traditionally, I think, I mean, that's what... Yeah, and I thought, and then one, it was like they were dressed kind of like soccer moms, mm-hmm. and it was like I'm gonna convince you I'm a soccer mom that yep. I'm not like like a drag queen, and I was like that I'm not like a I'm like not especially a queer the person who yeah, like I'm gonna, is probably doing like survival sex work. And, yeah, I'm whatever. gonna yeah. convince you like, that just as a like the ones that like are, and I don't remember the exact you know terminology that they used, but the especially the ones that are dressed as like the straight guys mm-hmm. were like the ones you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like they had to Military. completely. Yeah. Not even the military, but like oh, the ones that were in like the, the leather suits. The, yeah, and like the leather the jackets, boys. like the ones that like come off as like street toughs. Street toughs, yeah. yeah. And I think that was, that section, I think it was called like realness. Like yeah. you have mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. realness. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I thought that was really because I thought it was just going to be. And again, this is the very co opted yes. for white straight people, like the RuPaul drag race. race. It's yes. like white straight people love that. And like, it's like, this is like, you're going to convince these other queer folks that you are a straight man or yes. like whatever so I, uh, yeah that was really but it's also about like it's also about like taking power over the need for many of them to have to pass in the straight world mm-hmm. right yeah. like i have to do this in so many of my interactions i am going to subvert this by making it an open performance mm-hmm. in front of my people yeah you know yeah i was irritated with the way that they said that they pronounced la beja la beja or la beja mm-hmm. i'm like because that's not what we pronounce it you know like i mean i feel like mm-hmm. you know that's just my but that's personal. how but that's how they, my my own personal quirk but like i i think i think I think that I love this, the confidence that Pepper had oh, yeah. about her house or mm-hmm. about their house. I think and that then Pepper, somebody else was like, no. <laughs> I think that Pepper actually identifies as a man very strongly. Yes. Yeah, because he does a whole thing where he's talking about, oh, I would never no. get a sex change. No. And no. it's so hard to be a woman. Yes. And I was like really impressed that by that, mistake. that he acknowledged yes. that he dresses in drag. But he's like, no, I don't no. want like, I'd rather be a queer black man than be a woman, yeah. basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah. But I, I think Venus might be one Venus of the only trans and women. And the other... There was a woman... St. Laurent. St. Laurent? There was a 
woman who was on the beach. Yeah. Who talked yeah, about her one. sex change. Mm-hmm. And there were several of them who talked about, like, the desire for. Or yeah. who had had... Was it St. Laurent? I don't know. I don't remember who said The, the mother of the extravaganza. Oh, do you mean Dory and Corey, like, the older? No. Which we will get to at the yes. end. <laughs> but um, the extravaganza house... The mom who won an award, the house mother. Oh, yes. oh my gosh. She has had she had had top surgery. Mm-hmm. But 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 I wanted to say the mother mm-hmm. of a house extravaganza, I was like, that could be John Linguizano. Oh. Okay, yeah. They could be related. Maybe so. So like how the house of extravaganza mother, how she's like on the street, like pulling flashing her top her, up. Flashing yeah. her she's her like, breasts. I'm looking at Octavia St. No, she's the one. She wanted to be. Yes. And she actually lived a lot longer than. And she's the one who was doing the voiceover about wanting to buy all the things. Okay. Yeah. She actually. I liked her. What's so Mm -hmm. sad is if you look at the. Everyone died. Everyone died soon after. 2009 is when she passed. She was the one who I think outlived most of Mm -hmm. the other people who were in this documentary. Yeah. I mean, there are probably very many unnamed people that we saw in in the ball mm. scenes oh. themselves who Paris Dupree passed away in 2011 oh okay yes yeah, and so I feel like while now is obviously overall more inclusive and there's more laws and privileges and societal Protection. norms and protecting yeah, yeah. trans and queer folk and everything, I do feel sometimes when I watch things from this era, like the 80s and stuff, I often feel like they're more free expression-wise than because now. now. Well, because I feel... I, I mean, I can see what you're saying mm-hmm. about that because, like, I feel like it's... it's They seem more free because they've kind of accepted that it's life or death and that they'd rather die than not express themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, going back on then. Like, back then. The other thing, though, right now is that the majority of what we are seeing, they may have aspirations to be rich and powerful people, they at that time were not rich and powerful people this was a creative outpouring of their hopes and dreams and desires or whatever now the narratives we are getting are produced narratives from big companies yeah like what is you know it's not even if they're even if they are even if they are they are inclusive of other stories Mm. does not mean that there is not some person in a back room who's concerned about the bottom line yeah and it just seems it seems kind of um or like every time disney's like we have a gay character it's a short enough scene that when they cut it out for china it doesn't impact the story at all because you can have it here but they're not going to have it overseas right and it's not an actual we'll pander to the u.s market but we're just going to cut it out and that just that it makes me very frustrated because although it's really so great to have to have stories to have representation for people i don't know for for people to see themselves in stories Mm -hmm. like that is so important but i sometimes like worry a little bit because where it's coming from seems like a very sometimes who's putting those stories together and how they're coming out seems really cynical yeah you know like pandering yeah or almost like a it would make you think like you need to act that way you need to act like the queer person that disney or whoever put in their movie instead of being however out there or not out there that you want to be or and then the the complexity of the people like in that you know like they like they're repeatedly talking about in this film that the houses are basically street gangs yeah they are queer street gangs a house is a gay street gang yes the ball the balls are wars Mm -hmm. on the floor yeah for reputation for creativity for fierceness or whatever and they might also seem so free because they have they've built spaces for For themselves themselves. and i feel like nowadays it's like everyone's just like sitting on twitter talking about they're going to a person personality list cube yeah on the corner to get a coffee not with other people yeah so maybe it's like they were less protected and less safe but they did seem more free and that they had more space to themselves and yes. i i often feel that when i watch like older or like the al pacino movie cruising mm. 
it's like all the leather gay bars and stuff and it's I mean and like I don't know I'm probably not looking in the right places for these sure uh, but it's like it just seems like I almost feel like oh my god like those are could there are be that many like nowadays like there I don't like think so it seems like, like they would have to be underground clubs or something yeah I, I was thinking about this too it's one of these and it's like a repeated thing you know it's like positive steps but then they're like unexpected and sometimes really crushing ramifications so the cultural just renaissance and creativity and outpouring of just amazing talent and um, ingenuity and black owned businesses of the Harlem Renaissance and then because they were segregated to these communities people who were when people could move up and move out they did mm. and now there are pockets where you know like in the eight, 70s and 80s mm. in New York there were pockets where they those weren't black owned businesses anymore those yeah. people had left you know and it's a similar sort of thing like in Austin when I was in college in graduate school there were like several gay bars Mm. There's like one now. Yeah. Those have all gone away. Yeah. Because it's, and in a way, it's really great because people can feel safer and can feel like they can be themselves in more and more public spaces. Mm. But that also means that the spaces that belong to them don't really belong to them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's interesting to see that. Yeah. And then like at the end when it shows, there's like a, I think it's like a big televised voguing ball to raise money for, is it A? or yeah. HIV. Yeah. But you can tell a lot of the people in the audience are like white. So the people voguing right. or like there's more white people on stage voguing mm-hmm. and it's so different looking from the beginning of the documentary when there's like no white people. Right. And so yeah. And then I was thinking about it's crazy how ever since New York started as a place there's been such a vast like class difference. Mm-hmm. There's the Fifth Avenue. Yeah. There, you know there was the Astor's and the Vanderbilts and then there was the the Five Points Chinatown gangs in New York mm. and then that still kept going to like you know there's the 80s so it's like yeah the Trumps and then mm. these underground queer places right and then now it's still like giant tech stuff and high rises and then people living on the subways and it's just how New York's always been that way and it probably always will and, and it's such a vast amount of wealth difference how do people how do working people who are servicing all of those affluent people live i think they live in like queens and they go into the city yeah but like even that Mm. is so expensive yeah you know what i mean like me and elizabeth were looking at um like townhouses or condos and we she found one in brooklyn that was literally like 200 square feet like Mm. it was literally a room yeah with a bed and like a little door for like a toilet and i think it was like what I paid for my townhouse. Yes. If you wanted to buy it. Yes. <laughs> it was like a tiny home, but in Brooklyn in like a, an apartment. Like, <laughs> and it was like a bed with like two cabinets. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. A toilet, a hot plate in your, in your room. Yeah. Yeah. Make some if corn. If you want to live like Big Edie. Yeah. And in a single room. Her yeah. room was there. Okay. So any other? <laughs> I loved just when they, butch queen, butch queen, butch queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Venus extravaganza. She yeah. was just so like positive and fun and mm. and then yeah I, yeah, like how they would just like cut to her just like laying in bed, just mm-hmm. talking about what she wants. Oh my gosh, her shoes were so yeah. fabulous. Yeah, and then like her, yeah, and then everyone had amazing things to say about her. And then I was like, oh, I love her. And then it just immediately is like, yeah, she was just always willing to get in the car with anyone. And now that she's gone, and I was like, what do you mean she's gone? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, so. Violence, I mean, mm-hmm. like this was just, this is just a an unrepeatable time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah, like it's a time that will never exist again and, and i think so that's those part of lost you know yeah yeah because of violence so me and meredith were talking dorian Corey, who's like the older drag queen and i like so how they're putting on their makeup yeah and i like how they're always talking about like um i wanted to be lena horn but no one wanted to be lena horn everyone wanted to be marilyn monroe and then they're like the older voice mm-hmm. contrasting against like the 
younger voices. But so did you happen to read anything about Dorian Corrin? Mm-mm. So you click on Dorian's Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. After Dorian died in the 90s, a friend, I guess, went to go like clean out their apartment and they found a trunk in Dorian's closet that had a preserved body in it. So it's likely like maybe like it was like someone she was in a relationship with that Who just disappeared. Yeah, and the man hadn't been seen since like 1968, 60s, yep. and they believed that it was in the trunk for like 25 years, like mummified. Yeah, and so I'm just like sitting there thinking, like the whole time she's like putting on her makeup and like let's assume that's her apartment that she's yes. in. There's, there's just a body in the there's closet. a body in the closet the whole time. How do you? Oh my gosh, no, I didn't read yeah, that. Yeah, and, and yes. it had a gunshot in the head, so. They think, and they don't really know what happened, but they think either maybe they had like a lover's quarrel or someone maybe came to rob Dorian and there was a scuffle and he got, but instead of going to the police or trying to dump the body or something, mummified it, put it in a trunk in her closet. I think just put it in the trunk in the closet. I think that, I think my guess would be the conditions in that apartment just mummified that body. How could I be mummified like that without like decomposing? It has to be very dry, I think. Cool, constant airflow. Yeah. Never here. No. Yeah. I'm surprised in New York, quite honestly. <laughs> it's like supposed to be gross and muddy. Yeah, it's like yeah. kind of swampy and humid there. And so I don't know. Maybe it was like a vent shaft or <laughs> Stuck them in like, so like an abandoned building. Does that and just like grow. change your view of the whole thing? Like the whole time this interviewer I mean, is sitting it there, kind of makes perfect sense. And the, you're just like, yeah, I wish I was Lena Horne. And yeah, like, there's a body. There's a body in the closet. <laughs> but Dorian has on the best line. So one of the things, and I think it kind of captures just like spouting wisdom the whole time Mm -hmm. complaining about the children of the day and their obsession with labels Mm -hmm. and these dorians like we would make our own clothes right right so there's a line it's not about what you can create anymore it's about what you can acquire which seems even more apt today Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then and then it cuts to like venus or Mm -hmm. um octavia octavia just being like i just want it all yeah. And then, like, Dorian's like, like, yeah, we used to not be about that. Yeah. And then it's also crazy because it seems, to me, it almost, it seems like the 80s are the, like, forebears of, like, of queer history and everything. But then it's like, but then you also have Dorian, who's already talking yes. about how things used to be. Yes. It's always, it's always going to be how things used to be. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and there's a lot of talk about, um, Pepper LeBeige was talking about this a lot. Of, and then so is Venus. Like, Pepper was talking about how when his mom found out that he would dress like a woman and oh, yeah. so he left and then right. he has younger kids come to him and right. he kind of mothers them and right. then Venus was saying when she started you know transitioning she said she was like I didn't want to embarrass my family so right. I left I found my made my own yeah so there's a lot of talk about leaving your family and mm. finding a family yeah. and yeah the house is our family right. it's a great documentary it's just so great yeah I'll watch literally anything that involves just people walking around around New York that's covered in trash and and also there's so many people just on the street standing around talking yeah you, yeah you go to New York now and you're all just kind of just like walking you got your airpods on you're you don't talk to anybody really and people will stop and like if you look lost they'll stop and help you and get you where you're going right which when people say New Yorkers are rude and stuff it's like no they just they just like like if you're taking too long to order in line they'll just start trying to the, they'll get the person behind you because you're taking too long they don't have right. time for you but if you're like in the subway and you're like, uh, people will be like, do you need help? And then they'll, they'll help you get where you're, you need to go. And I've had people, and I was, I was helping people this last time. Like a lady was like, do you know how this works? And I was like, yeah, mostly. And then, so she was like, oh, I was like blue seven. Okay. So yeah, you just, it'll come by. It'll have a seven. You're going to world trade center. It'll say world trade center on it. And like, like the name of the destination, like, yeah, the, like yeah. the buses do. Yeah. So, so yeah. But, they make announcements if you can hear them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> or if it literally will come, it'll literally come out and be like, and you're like, because it'll literally be like, what's going on? And then you're like, okay, they didn't stop. Okay, I guess they skipped the stop. There's some, there's some like, I don't know like what it is. There's some sketch comedy show where it's like, they're talking normally. It's like transit workers talking normally. And then when they do the announcements, they're like garbling their own voice. It's not the equipment. They're just like, oh, like, 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 like,
I don't even. Yeah, Mike. So she's so she's in high school now. Oh wait, hold on. We gotta make a stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's like it's not even worth like listening to them. Oh, and then we were there when the U.S. Open was there, and so a lot of people were in Queens where we were, but there was a family we saw who like didn't speak English and they like didn't have phone. Like they weren't using a phone to try and figure out where they were going. They would like get up on the subway train and like try and look at the map to figure out where they had to get off. And they were trying to get off the Empire State Building, which was like the stop we were getting off at. But I was just like, how do you do this without your phone? And without being able to like speak, like that's crazy. The fact that they're even on a train right now is like further than I can imagine getting without a phone. I was impressed by that they have like these lit up things yeah all the stops like, and it like goes like a flash and then it goes yeah. to the next one and stuff so you know how close it is yeah, yeah. but like the empire station stop isn't called empire, empire station. station it's called like i don't know it's called it's like a street name and so you'd have to know the street get a map <laughs> yeah and then it was always like it'd be a mom and a dad and they'd have their u.s open bag and they'd be trying to figure out where to go and then there's just like a teenage boy just like with them sitting and he's just like on the phone like it's like help your parents they don't know how to read a subway map. Maybe he's- Opal, Open that Google Maps and tell them where to go. Maybe they're over it. They don't want to show their parent how to use the phone. They're frustrated. So they're just saying, when did you stop raising me, mom? What? <laughs> Well, I, I, I know, here. but like when I go to New York with my mom, I just do it all on my phone and just make sure she's following me. I'm not gonna like, don't mom, you learn how don't, to do it. Like, I'm don't lose her. So stay I with me. But uh, I just hold my hand. Eyes <laughs> on me. If I can't see yeah. you, you can't see me. Yeah. And I make her go through the turnstile first, so I can make sure she gets through, and then I'll get through. Shepherding your parents. I, yeah, need a little like leash on her. And then, but then I have to be like, we're getting off at this stop, and then like I get up, and I'm like, are you okay? We're we're, get, we're getting up, we're going. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom. Whatever, whatever Emery's lack of patience with her mother does not extend to, to New York. To New York. Whether you're stomping that walk in black patent leather shoes or dancing in scuffed white pumps, whatever your daydreams, whatever your burdens, whatever your bank balance, the library is open to you, darling, and you own everything. Come visit us at the House of Helen Hall Library. The House of Helen Hall Library. No. Well, you know, it's like the people's house. No, I know. Yeah. The people's house. The House of Helen Hall Library. The House of Helen Hall Library. Nice. Gay street gang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are the House of Helen Hall Library. So ratings, I give it five stars. Nice. That's perfect. I could just watch people walk around New York and be fabulous and Vogue. And I would recommend, there's a documentary about Divine, who's oh, in yeah. a lot of John Waters yeah. um, movies. Um, and it's called I Am Divine. And it's like really good. And uh, I just love Divine. So I'd recommend I Am Divine. And then any John Waters movie featuring Divine, they're an icon. I love Divine. I've recommended this before, Cruising with Al Pacino. Oh. It's very exploitative and it's not drag, it's gay leather bars, but it's the same period. Like cruising could be happening down the street Great from Paveras yeah. is Burning. And then for a very, you know, co-opted for straight people like Tu Wong Fu. But yeah, Patrick Swayze. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. John Guazamo. Drag queens. Yes. Fabulous. Love it. Kelsey? I'm going to give it a trusty three mm. because I didn't hate it, but I also didn't like love it as much as Emery did. It was fine i'm not a huge documentary person mm. i don't have any recommendations because i don't watch documentary okay well too long food's not a i've never seen it neither is cruising neither is cruising neither you could you could just never could just recommend it. the birdcage again oh sure but no i wouldn't gay people the birdcage yeah no they're people in drag oh. it's a drag club oh yeah nathan lane is passing He's doing some maternal I don't realness. think I would recommend the birdcage. No, I'm just... I, okay, I, it's fine. I mean I, I mean, I would recommend it for... Just in general. In general. But yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. I give it four and a half. I think it's amazing and I love it. I'm going to recommend... I mean, you could just... You can just watch... I haven't I haven't watched Pose or Legendary or RuPaul's Drag. I mean, I've watched RuPaul's Drag Race, but it's oh, a contemporary thing. Pose has like a plot line where like a drag queen, it's like discovered there, or or someone tries to attack her and she kills yeah. them and puts them in her trunk. And the showrunners were like, yeah, that's like a it's homage to, be, to yeah, Dorian. Yeah, and Legendary I haven't watched, but I think that that show is about the voguing communities more so. Mm. And the life and death of Marsha Marsha P Johnson is a documentary about her. Um, she was a she was involved in the Stonewall riots. Mm -hmm. She started or was like a founding member of STAR, the Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, mm -hmm. 
which is amazing. And also at the end of her life in ACT UP. Um, and she was, the cops said it was suicide. It was murder, but her, I don't think it's ever been solved. So the documentary is kind of about, about her, her life, her legacy. Yeah. Oh, and then also, I mean, we've all read it. Last Call, not yep, the same community, call. but I. it's New, New York. York. It's queer folks. Yeah. yeah. Also, I would say, I think any queer youth who wants to learn more about the New history York. of youths. Utes. Utes. Any queer youths who want to learn more about queer history, I really think this is like a great documentary yeah. to learn a lot about. It's very accessible. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. And it's instructive. You'll learn all about yeah. what it is to, to Kiki and I love that, what's reading. I love that throwing shade is still like yes, people it's say that a lot. throwing shade, Kiki, but those are also yeah. in part I read that that's where that was like yeah, invented. Yeah. yeah. From these yeah. Community, yeah. Yeah, and that's I saw someone was like, if you're a white girl who uses like queer slang, you should watch this too at least know what you're saying yeah. like gray gardens 1975 directed by albert and david mazel mazelas mazels starring big and little edie bouvier beal it's about a mom and a daughter who are like kind of old school New York money. They're related to Jackie Onassis and they kind of have become recluses and they live in a giant mansion in the East Hamptons and they've kind of become eccentric and it's a become eccentric. Yeah. Because I think they may have. You think they were, they may have been more stable. Do you think there was a time when they were, I don't know, not eccentric? But it's kind of just a documentary observing that i don't know i i feel like there's no context to it like it doesn't even start with like it was awful <laughs> i hated it so much it, the documentary starts with with there's no structure to it okay yeah it's literally I mean, like a home video it's a home video of it, nonsense but yeah there's no context there's no even here's some like old photos and some background or trying to get little edie to sit for a second and like give some so history to their family do you not see that at the very beginning of it it's all the news clippings about their house, yes. about this very famous rich family yeah. who are, have fallen on hard times. They're now at this house that's falling apart. They have no running water. They have no ability to actually pay for any upkeep themselves. They're about to be kicked out. Jackie Onassis has to come in, they should have been rectify the situation, tries to fix it up like more than $30,000 in the early 70s. Now they can stay in their home. It's okay. Scene opens. It's now them. What more structure? They should have been kicked out it was a, it was an awful home video i literally hated every second of it yeah and i feel every like there's no it. it's not going anywhere i kept pressing just, pause because i wanted to see how much longer i had oh no i wait i feel like i wasted my entire evening watching that movie <laughs> oh no and it's not it's like it's like it was an like hour three, and a half. no it was three hours long it I is swear. not it's like it an was, hour it was like three hours long never <laughs> it was, like it was a never ending story it is like 90 minutes it was awful <laughs> I could not, like, this is going to be my, it was worse than the room. <laughs> it's worse than the room? Worse than the room. But that's like pretending to have no, a No, I know. This was the worst. Worst. It, it was like, there was no plot. There was no nowhere, anything. I didn't care about any of the people. Do you feel as though life has a plot? I don't actually care because I'm not thinking about it. But this show made me think about it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Or like, it needed, or it needed to interview, like, something, someone. Who like knows them Paris is or... burning had more structure yeah because that's actually instructive yeah what was the point of this movie there was no point it was useless to everyone and that's to me why I feel like it's very exploitative because it's like we're just gonna film them yes. we're not gonna give and I feel like context. it was not fair to them because I feel like it was kind of like let's show everybody how cuckoo these ladies are and For we're sure. gonna make sure we're gonna make fun of them definitely these ladies are not aware of that I mean I hated every second of it and I hated that they were doing it. It was like Mean Girls because this obviously these ladies are cuckoo and especially the little Edie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, she needs to... It was awful. I hated it. No, no, no redeeming qualities. Yeah. I, I feel... Does it not feel... You can try and make me feel things about this movie that are not negative. I don't think it's gonna work. Okay. Could you see... <laughs> <laughs> Could you see that other people might just see this as a piece of art that is not actually a story? It's no. not trying to tell you because anything. I, because I feel like it's anybody, like a framed picture on the museum. No, wall. anybody who actually would, I think, like this movie is being mean 
to Big Edie and Little Edie. Do you not think that other people might feel that this gives a sense of humanity to anybody? Like, you don't know what's going on in people's lives. You don't know what... No. You can have your good name and you can be property rich, but still have... You can have your good name. No, I think property rich. You can have education and you can still have a loss of feeling and just to make Jackie O look bad and her family look oh. bad. I yeah, I sort of feel like the directors were like cuz I think because they they, were, didn't, they just let them do whatever they want. Yes. But or it wasn't not, even like a thing that it wasn't even like the directors being like, "Well, we came to get them to sit and talk about their lives and how they ended up here." And then it went off the rails and we could never get them to, so we just let them we just filmed them. It wasn't like like almost famous where it's like, "Like, hey, I need to sit down and interview you." And it's like, ah, tomorrow, tomorrow. And it just, the story ends up being, we were never able to get the interview. It's literally just like, just filming. We're just filming these people. And Okay, so these guys also did give me shelter. Yeah. I only like the Altamont half of that. Okay. I am not defending them because I have some problems with the ethics of it. But in many ways, to me, it's like a... um, they obviously made choices as to what to include, what not to include. Mm. And they could it have was pieced very it together, obvious. But they also could have just pieced it together in such a way that makes them look cuckoo, kachoo. I don't think that there's any way. No, that I don't think so either, but I'm trying to. Cuckoo-cachoo. The critique that Bell Hooks frames with the other woman who, who did Paris is Burning is that there is no indication of where her place is. And she has some concerns about that because even though she is not a straight woman, she is a white woman who is filming these people in a community that she is not actually a part Mm. of, right? She is a woman. She's a voyeur. A voyeur, okay? The same critique could be, like, why, why is hers less... Hers obviously has more respect... Mm-hmm. But they are also trying to, I mean, in a way, someone could say that they were trying to make a document of which they are not part of the narrative. To frame the narrative mm-hmm. in any way, to say, like, we can never get an interview is actually inserting them into a, inserting them into the piece. I feel like it would be better if they were inserted, like, if they were, if it was almost like a, almost, like, almost a mockumentary where it's like, we, like, we tried and we couldn't. So here's, like, the story of us not being able to get what we want, assuming mm-hmm. that, but I don't know, or, like, when the two people come over for like the birthday dinner yeah i was almost like they're not gonna like follow them outside and be like how do you know these people why don't you try and help like i don't know it's how felt very anything that was given to you from that house yeah it felt very weird where it was like yeah like these two people are also crazy because they're coming over to like <laughs> it just felt very like wait two other people just showed up you just let them leave and like didn't yeah. no information yeah like how the are marble, you the marble font yeah the jerry and like I don't know, it, it felt, I don't know, the whole time I just felt like I was miss, it, it was missing something. And I felt, I think it's a movie that's more fun to, like, talk about and mm. to talk about in a, like, can you believe this crazy part? Can mm. you believe she was cooking corn on a Bunsen burner on her bed? Yeah. But it's like, you're not, like, Paris is Burning got us talking about, like, the history of the queer community and New York and cl- this is just like, let's just talk about all this crazy stuff these crazy people did and said. And I don't know, it just feels, I don't know, something... Ah, it almost doesn't even feel like a documentary. It just feels like a whole video. It feels like an unearthed video that someone just put out there. Is that is it so a pirate? Or yeah, it feels like it's something like should I be watching? Like I don't know if people should see it or like I don't know. It just feels. Is that a problem with our expectations or the movie? I don't. Well, it's not. It like it's not structured. You don't know. You're not supposed to know what to feel. I suppose, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, is it just a? It's just the most awfulest thing ever. Is it just an art piece? If this were just on a museum wall with no context, just looped, looped pieces. Yeah, I'd be like, what is this museum showing? Yeah, like, what is this? Or I'd be like, I, what I section, don't think I'm going to support section, this what museum. Section am what section Are you kidding? Like, I, I what, Where am I at? Am I in contemporary? <laughs> yes, that's what uh, this is. No. Right? I hate it so much. Okay. <laughs> but um, to get to more of the content, I know, like, literally Big Edie is, like, my grandma. Like, literally her bed was her sleeping oh. on half of it with junk oh. all over the bed. Oh and then, like, my uncle is, like, little Edie and just him, like, constantly being, like, I'm suffocating in this. And then my mom being, like, you don't, like, have a job and you've, like, VA benefits. Like, just sit here, just take care of mom. And you get paid by the guy, like, yeah. and then you get to go gamble during, like, just yeah, be, like, 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 what is, ah. 
And then I'm like, oh, this is me and my mom in like 20 years. They just, <laughs> they constantly shout. So, so these are some of my notes. They constantly shout at each other. They are constantly exhibiting dismissive cruelty towards one another. They both have different perspectives of what has happened in yes. their lives. Yes. I ultimately wonder, are they actually caring for each other? Or are they just like allowing each other to August. descend into madness? Right? Like, yeah. Are they just like codependently descending into madness? And it is so incredibly sad to me that the only time that Big Edie says anything nice about Little Edie is when she's not. Yeah. Well, also, Little Edie is also like, well, I hope she doesn't die. She's a lot of fun to be around. Yes. But not when they're around each other. And she's like screaming at each other from the screaming at each other from the other. And she's like, I don't need you. And then she's like, and then she's like, yes, you do. That's why I I gave everything up to come help you. And she's like, well, I don't need you. And then five minutes later, she's like, Edie, my food, Edie. And I'm like, oh my my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm obsessed with the like hyenas port accent. Oh my gosh. And every time like little Edie will tell some story or so show a picture, she'll just go, would you believe that? (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Um, Oh man. I had a really big style. No, no. I had a really big problem. Like Halloween with like a thing around my head. You can yeah. do it. Like a but dress safety pin safety. together. See, that's what I'm saying. I had the biggest problem with no them wearing underwear. clothes that were designated for parts of the body on other parts of the body. Like she took a turtleneck or something yes. and like wore it as a skirt. Yes. And both of them actually. Well, and I'm but like Big Edie was just in, I mean, she's just. No, but like she can just at, wear the dinner, at the oh, dinner or something. Oh, yeah. She had she like would, a yellow something and it was like, it was like a turtleneck. I don't even know what it was, but I'm like. She was wearing it. As one of her head scarves. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Because they're trying to have some. Or in her brain, she's still like, this is. I don't know. Like, I think it's like her delusions. She is grand. Yeah. In her own mind. (laughs) And then her like reading the book. Why wouldn't you just pull the straps up on your bathing suit? Why would you wear it like that? Why wouldn't you just? I think she's coming on to them. Yeah, I this put, whole movie is like her I trying put, to come on. So to them. Big Edie's <laughs> clearly trying to be like, look how look how great I was, and I can still sing. And the, yes. but little oh Edie is gosh. like, I'm going to get one of these men to take me away from here. Yes, one of these men is going to save me, which also is like exploitative too, because I think she genuinely is like, these men are going to come save me, and it's like mm, we're just here to film you. Yeah, but is that we don't know if that's anything that they've done <laughs> well, or encouraged because um, they're repeatedly backing the away. singing the. Singing singing oh my lord would you like a tomato with cat pate on it no thanks it's the cameraman like says that she like gives him a tomato size well with something on it they keep talking about it as being pate liver pate but it's like in a cat food can emory is convinced that it's cat food yeah. It made very well. She like gives it to him and he's like, no thanks. And then she just like sets it and she's he like, films she it says, like she's like, This is for the cameraman. She's like telling someone else. Yeah. She's frequently talking to people who are there that I don't know are actually either of the two. Well, maybe I would like to rescind my statement that I was big Edie for like three months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh so I'm, hard. I love <laughs> but it. But, it but, I'm, but I told Mary, I told Emery, it was true. Like, all I did was just sit in bed with, like, no clothes on, pull the covers up. Yeah, and scream at your like, children. Scream at my children. Aurora, I need some cereal. <laughs> Bring me some watermelon. <laughs> but Aurora has her own room. She's like, she leaves during the day to go to school. Like, and I'm, like, sitting, and, like, you said but the what corn. She, she but you said the corn. I didn't cook corn. I was like, yeah, but I ate, like, this yeah. off the bed. <laughs> I love, I could I not love little Edie's style though. Like you, t- you make you're making fun of like her her choices, but I'm like the craziness of wearing a bathing suit. She's wearing oh. ripped stockings and white heels. She's wearing shorts, then wearing ripped stockings, mm-hmm. then wearing heels, and she's also like, wearing a skirt. Because like she's like, if you put the shorts on, then you can take the sweater off later and wear it as a cape. Yes. <laughs> The hallmark you, of aristocracy like is corn? responsibility. <laughs> would you like some corn? No. You don't want any of my corn? Oh, well, I can't resist. And she's like, he, he, loves, he loves my corn. And you're like, how do you screw up corn, though? Like, really? Well, it's like missing kernels. I know. Like, I, was like, that corn looks, that I was like, like, that corn looks real spacious. Like, what it's like, it has, like, bald patches. <laughs> the corn. Oh. I was like, the kernels are really big. Why did they look? 
I wonder if it's like a government like, corn. Just like, a question. Like some chickens picked at it for a how, minute before they got How served. often do you guys go to like um, farmer's markets where it's like local grocery people? I don't think like I've ever really? bought corn. I've never seen corn unwrapped at a farmer's market, so I don't know. And I've never okay. bought corn at a farmer's market. I'm just wondering. I only like, see the greens the, and stuff. Yeah, the, um, the beauty of the corn that we have now is that it's all genetically modified. Yeah, right. No, I didn't think about that. I did think about that when I was looking at it. I have it just, might be very fresh corn. I have to say my MVP of the documentary though is that raccoon <gasps> scurrying off with the multiple slices of bread. I, I, I didn't sure. realize they were I didn't realize they were feeding the raccoons on well, purpose. She, she well she well okay, she first comes up and she's like you think she's like complaining about all the creatures that they have in the house. And then Cats she just too boring. Yeah she's just like putting an entire loaf of bread and, and then and she, she does the whole food. Mm, I'm like, food. that box of cat food. As cats are boring. <laughs> oh my god! And then, do you notice they go back to like? I am pretty sure that they go back to another piece of the wall because at the beginning mm. there's like a, a piece corner. of wood in it. Oh, it's gone all There's the way a corner. now. It's gone all the way it's now. Gone all the way. Those raccoons and creatures have destroyed the that inside is, of their house. Yes. It's like a, I want to say, like a time it was lapse a, it was of a those square. raccoons. I didn't just even like, see a time lapse. I it's not. I'm just square. in my mind creating this time And then, it, and then it goes back and it's like, yeah. it's half the wall is gone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then like, there's like a screen door on like one of their little you know the little patio they're always like sunbathing on Mm -hmm. there's like a screen door and she's like oh jerry's here and he's going to want to come in oh and then she's like oh hello jerry and then she's like oh i'll let you in downstairs and then she like and like the screen door is all torn up and stuff and i'm like people can just come in i do love the pastel walls and all the rooms and like you clean the place up and i bet it was beautiful and like the pastel furniture and yeah i mean no it's still still exists Ben Bradley bought it. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know who owns it now. Some fashion it. designer and it's like completely renovated. Oh, I'm stuff, sure. I'm sure it was tons of money. Yeah, and she she sold it for like 88,000, but then after Ben Bradley's like wife sold it, she sold it for like 20 million. Yeah. Wow. The property's yeah. probably worth a lot. More yeah. Because it's like right the by the beach. Yeah. 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 And then um, yeah, I love she wears like the one piece bathing costume. Is in Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah, but like the accent is that all the Kennedys and um, the fancies yeah the fancies actually they call it a what do they call it can you maybe you guys can look it up there's a specific accent that was taught if you look up william f buckley his accent is like a taught american mid-atlantic upper middle class not middle class. I mean, Who am I class? looking up? William F. Buckley. Yeah. There's an. I think in Wikipedia there's an article about. It's a. It's like a taut, mid-Atlantic accent um, of the basically American aristocracy. Buckley. Yeah. Buckley. I want to say that it's there because uh, well, he went Jackie, to- Jackie O was included in the in the list of people who have this like mid-Atlantic accent but basically i went home yesterday and i was just like trying to talk in the accent and like recreate scenes of it (laughs) because i was telling my mom i was like yeah i don't know if you should have watched that because 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 your mom's in it for a little while like i was like (laughs) i was like i don't i think it would have made you sad because it's like exactly like mama like my grandma like yeah like i literally was like oh i'm in my grandma's apartment right now they have they they had so many advantages, but they were actually prepared for nothing. So it says the mid-Atlantic, mid-Atlantic accent. It is not a native or regional accent. Yes. It's like taught. Yes. Embraced in independent preparatory schools. Yeah. Upper class. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like Jacqueline Bouvier. Yeah. And President Taft. Thomas Edison, William McKinley, Grover Cleveland. Oh yeah, so known for being lifelong speakers. William F. Buckley, Gore Vidal, H.P. Lovecraft, um, George Plimpton, Jackie O, um, Julia Child, some of the Vanderbilts. Yeah. So all and the, then the Boston kind of version, Henry Cabot Lodge. A taut accent. Yeah, and then I notice little Edie when she sits, she still sits with her like legs crossed very properly, mm. and then she like kind of like does her 
arms and it's like very dainty mm-hmm. and so it's like they're they're grasping on the last vestiges of the hallmark of aristocracy yeah. responsibility and then she's also like there's nothing more disgusting than a woman without a man and and then, but then big edie's like i don't believe in marriage and like so and little edie got so pissed when they like when she thought they implied that her mother was being sexually satisfied by her accompanist accompanist She's like, I took care of her. He, no man. No man ever took care of her. Except her father. That's what she says. Like, the only one who took care of her was Mr. Beale. Yeah, she never calls him her dad. She's like, we don't acknowledge the second wife. She does not exist. And it was not, it was not Catholic. Yeah. But then, but then Big Edie at one moment when little Edie is out of the room was basically like, was basically like she said she would never come back if he was ever here. So mm-hmm. it's like she kind of blames her kid for the disruption of her marriage, which I don't actually think is true. And then oh, and then Edie's, she only says nice things about her sons. And then little Edie's just like, I just have to get back to the city. Yes, the noises. I need the train running by. I cannot stand all the silence. I cannot do another winter here. Yeah. And then like big Edie's just like, you didn't do well in New York. No. I had to send you stuff all the time. Right. You did not have a good time in New York and she's like what are you talking about I love New York and yes, you took you took me away I was gonna have an audition you took me away and she's like no you weren't gonna have an audition she's like well I could have had an audition and you're, and like, <laughs> you're insane yeah did you read that after her mother passed away that little Edie had like a fatal cabaret act yeah. that seems incredibly exploitative yeah it's like oh come see the crazy lady from the documentary yeah yeah Do you, like me, wish you could travel back in time to 1980s New York City? Are you like Big Edie and find yourself dreaming about the lost promises of the Gilded Age? Helen Hall Library has the program for you. The History Club meets one Monday evening a month to discuss different topics such as the Battleship Texas, the Haunted Mayfield Manor, and different perspectives on World War II. Select Mondays at 7 p.m. History is live. History is live. History is live. Do you, like Emery, should I say my name or like, like me? Like, uh, maybe like me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you put Gilded Egg. <laughs> Helen Hall Library has the program for you. Anything else about Grey Gardens? I think that I have interest as a piece of art. Mm. I I do it's see my, the appeal of being a crazy person living in like the woods in an abandoned house, being eccentric. Well, also like I'm the opposite of like Paris is Burning. They all want like yes these grandiose things. I'm like I just want to like live in a hovel in the woods and. I don't know that one they have, but I like the pink room maybe. The downstairs seem decent. Um, so I keep going back and forth on my rating. Okay. Sure. I initially gave it a three, but then when we were talking about it yesterday, mm-hmm. I was having so much fun talking about it, and then I like, went home yesterday and I was like recreating it for my mom and like talking like little Edie and like yeah. dancing around like she does. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's more like a three and a half because I do have the problems with like the zero content text and the no structure and the the weirdness of it all i was like okay like a three and a half but then I, now i don't know i think it might be back down to like a three so have you guys ever seen any of the like andy warhol films like just like nine hours of people sleeping or well like, yeah i went uhcl had a bunch oh of yeah that, they had that yeah, yeah and it's just like one woman was just like crying and then she's like dennis hopper just like and then I think um, Bob Dylan's literally just like, and then just like gets up and walks away. So, I mean, yeah, but it's like, I, I'm expecting that or I know it's just going to be people staring at a camera. Like, I don't, I don't understand why that's different. Because no, t- I'm just asking, like, why is that different? I'm not saying that it, we shouldn't have different expectations right. for it because it's about context, but I don't understand why a series of I would short probably films, hate that, that you know, Yes, yeah, I think you would. I'll hate it. And I've seen a lot of like Hollis Frampton Yeah. So. Because I guess I know, like, oh, this... Surrealistic. Yeah, like, this is going to be a video of peas and carrots in a bowl that was projected on a wall of a museum. Like, this I thought there... Knew it was going to be craziness, but I guess I thought there'd be something more. I don't know. Structure I just felt... Contact. Or, yeah, it just felt... It fell flat? Yeah, it just didn't... Something about it is just off-putting and... I think it's a lot just because they are off-putting. Yeah. 
But I love crazy, like, off-putting people. And I, I still just, like the dirtiness of their house. It stresses me out a lot. I told Meredith, I was really worried, like, oh, I hope this isn't, like, Texas Chainsaw dirty, like, feathers. When I watch Texas Chainsaw, she, like, runs into a room and all these feathers go everywhere. Is that, but that's a pretend movie, right? Right, yes. but it's so, like, to me, the killing and stuff in that movie, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. But, like, seeing the room full of, like, little, little tiny animal bones and, like, feathers, I'm like, oh, my God, what if it, you inhale? it and it, so i'm like Ugh. so i was like oh god if i watch this movie and there's just like i watch it and i feel like oh what if you just like inhale cat fluff or something but i didn't really feel that you're watching it. already inhaling cat fluff i don't know big ed side of that room i pretty much think is just cat poo and how could people filth. stand to be in there and also eat in there yeah and like her bed's black and like yes but and like um i just want to scrub every single wall in that house i would yeah. just not go into that house. I just want to like scrape all the tomatoes. And then and she's like, Mother, do you want some crackers? And she's like, you know I don't like crackers. And I was I'm like, do you have room to be picky right now? Yeah, like right. I she's like, put some lemon on that pate. Like, oh dear Lord. Oh, so but I yeah, can't think about ice cream. I can't <laughs> yeah, the ice cream like, where did they get ice cream? Is that her? It's from that it. it's from that delivery. It's from oh, oh, the, you see the that grocery grade? delivery. Yeah, they get that box. Upside down box. So yeah, I don't I think I'm gonna go with a three but maybe it's something that'll change or maybe I can I don't know turn it into like there's a, nothing else like this to yeah sure. turn it into like a family friend movie night where people drink and yell yeah. things at her or something so I would recommend Sunset Boulevard oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm ready for my close-up Mr. Dimitri yes. that yeah. is one of my favorite lines um the age of innocence because then you can kind of see where they started from yeah okay. in a way yeah okay. um Daniel also Day. Edith Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Also, Edith Wharton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Edie. Edie. Yeah. It's a yeah. connection. Yeah. It's a connection. Um, August Osage County for oh, more no. crazy people. I have seen yeah. that. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> Terms of Endearment. Oh. It reminded me of the mother-daughter just constantly screaming at each other and being dramatic and insane. Uh, except for at least in that one, you know they love each other. I think they care for each other. If they didn't, they wouldn't still be together, I don't think. Do you think it's just an accident of... You think they just have no one else? Yeah. yeah. And I think, she like... She has two sons. You think that... Yeah, and they were like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah, big, you think Big Edie would... I, I feel like she would be okay on her own. Oh. I'm more worried about Little Edie in the world. Yeah, I think Little Edie probably either like, honey, we're out of money. And then it's like, oh, I'm just going to come be at the house then. Or like, I can't make my own way type of thing. So yeah, I don't know. I Three. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend people watch it. And if you're into campiness and stuff, you'll probably mm. enjoy it. But maybe I just, you can never be prepared for it. Mm. You know? <laughs> That's right. Um, so I'm going to give it a one. Wow. What else has gotten a one? There was something mm. else not too long ago that got a one. The room got a zero. Mm. Yeah. But I'll give it a little bit more than the room just because I thought some parts were funny, like because of myself. Oh. <laughs> You see yourself. I see like myself. Like, so it's just like one little Edie head with a with a wrap on, with a wrap. like a frowny face, with like a frown. Yeah, across. Across. Yeah. Yeah. one. Give it a one. Or one like raccoon with bread going across. It's the one screen. raccoon with bread going across the screen. That's what it is. Thank you. Perfect. Um, recommendations. I did not think of any because oh. I was just ready to be completely done with everything. It was just I was just over it. So if I never had to see it ever again, I would think myself having a life well lived. I give it a three and a half. It's okay. I think that I have maybe a little more respect for of it as just a document of a time and place and a people. But I have a lot of problems with the, the ethical stance of the documentarians. My recommendations are just explore some classic documentaries because documentaries of yesteryear, very, very, very different than the ones mm -hmm. that we have in contemporary as contemporary examples. So Errol Morris's, some of his very earliest ones, Gates of Heaven and Vernon, Florida, are both very good. There's a documentarian who I really like, but he hasn't done many. Uh, Ross McElwee, he did, this is a very long title, Sherman's March, a meditation on the possibility of romantic love in the South during an era of nuclear weapons proliferation. It's a very personal testament. He's kind of from a Southern big money family and kind of explores mm. um, issues of race and history. And um, I want to say they're tobacco farmers. So anyway, so, and then he also has one that's called Six O'Clock News, which is just um, like documenting instances of the Six O'Clock News, like from different motels across the United States. Huh. So they're, um, mm. those are from 
the 80s, 90, early 90s. That's interesting because whenever I'm traveling and I see the news somewhere else, I'm like, that's what their newscasters look like. Also- In New York, I'm like, y'all don't look professional. I right? remember, I remember being young, like, I don't know, 15 or 16, and I was in Michigan. The top story where I was in Michigan mm. was that the blueberries were not going to be a crop because there was too much frost. That was their top story. And Which like, might have been significant if they had a lot of blueberries. I don't know, but like coming from, you know, mm, Houston, Houston, where the top story is like, you know, three found dead and, you know, yeah. one, you know. No, it's very different. You know, like even going when we lived moving here and then we would go back to visit family in Austin or whatever, and we'd be watching the news and they'd be like, there's a drought. So we had to turn off the water feature, you know, like that was their big mm. sort of breaking news. Mm. The water feature is being turned off. Mm -hmm. Or when I went up to Minneapolis or whatever for conference and their big news feature was like, it's a heat wave in March. It is 60 degrees or 55 degrees or whatever. When I was in Boulder this summer, everyone was posting like for the Dead & Company shows, like there's a heat wave. Everyone, you know, make sure you hydrate. It's gonna right. be real bad. And oh, I yeah. like look and it's like 86 degrees. And like, I remember my weather like, app, it's like red and 86 degrees. And I was just like, this is a really nice Yeah, thing. and we were there and I was like, this is, ooh, I'm a little chilly. Like, I was like, this is amazing. And everyone's like, oh, oh, people in the pit, they're like going the, down, man, like, they're going down. And I was like, like the 90 degree heat wave in, in do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. November 19th um, at 12.30, we'll be showing Jackie. So if you want to see the other side to the Grey Gardens, the, the First Lady side. Yeah. And more yeah. of the accent. Yeah. That's it for this episode of Watch Out. Follow Hello Hell Library on all the things, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out Emery's blog for more movie reviews, personalized recommendations, updates on our in-person movie events, and past and current episodes of this podcast. Butch Queen! Celebrated documentaries and celebratory documentaries. And there were people being like, so how does the library work? And I'm like, there's a mariachi. Yeah, I was like, there's a mariachi band. I can't, I can't do this. You get books. <laughs> Usually there's music. not a mariachi band. <laughs> I had a great time. I climbed up on the circus. Yeah, I was like, ooh, Meredith's getting wild. She was like, girls are wild on the I was, I was trying to get a video. Would you believe that? <laughs>